Warning, the following audio transmission is based on theory and is intended for entertainment purposes only. It's Doomsday and its affiliates will not be held liable for anything your dumbass does. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome everybody to It's Doomsday Podcast. Today is March 15th, 2022. Time is 2158. I am your host, codename Jester. And we are back with Secrets Revealed Part 2. I hope that you guys really enjoyed what Sean had to say. I hope you really enjoyed Part 1. If you're just listening to this episode, you have to go back and listen to Part 1 first or else it's not going to make any sense. Go back right now. Stop this. Go back. This is the part one. We are wrapping this up in this second part, guys. I hope all of you enjoyed what you've heard so far. Thank you for being a listener. Again, you can find Sean on TikTok at Sean P-S-T-A-R-R-Y. All right? Go on there. Look him up. And if you guys are enjoying this show, if you guys are liking the live shows, be sure to catch these live every Sunday evening. At 8.30 Pacific Standard Time. But listen to the rest of the message, guys. When I found out about this, I tried to I contact my boss, uh, ally, and he wanted nothing to do with it. So then I, I called the police department in town. They said it's a sheriff's, sheriff's problem because we're kind of on the outskirts of town. So the sheriff came out. I told him what had happened. He made a report, but he said, I don't think anything is going to come of it. Even though he's seen the video, nothing ever came of it. So then I reached out to my contact at the White House, who got me uh, together with uh, Rudy Giuliani, um, Trump's lawyer, and I sent him the videos. Now, I haven't heard anything back from that. But I can tell you, ever since that day, the FBI has been making my life a living hell. Because when the riots took place, I came home after that second day. Antifa followed me to my house. Or Antifa, BLM, whatever you want to call it. They came to my house, tried to kill me and my wife. Okay. Uh, I, I ended up on my gun on them. I called, my wife called the cops. When the cops showed up, the guy backed off. Um, he had a machete in his hand at the time. The city cops actually came up to me and said, just go inside and just go to sleep. And they let the guy go. Not even a ticket. Absolutely nothing. So I knew at this point well, I was Hold on, shut Sean, that would imply uh, that the city PD was either in on this as well or they were briefed um, to no. let this guy go. I I wouldn't say that they were directly implicit to this, 
but I, I could definitely see how they were influenced because of the, what's going on and the, the current climate at the time. Um, what I wish I would have had at the time was I wish I would have had the, the, the security camera footage of it, uh, but I didn't. Um, but what was interesting was after the four other officers left and then one officer came back and he told me, he said, the next time something like this happens, just shoot the person, you know, um, and then we'll just make a report and then we'll go from there. And I thought that was kind of odd, you know. So uh, over the rest of the time, from that point on, uh, my wife and I have been tailed and we have been followed by the FBI. Uh, whether it was we go to Walmart, uh, for example, two, three weeks ago, we were followed by four FBI agents in Walmart the whole time. And the way the only way I knew that they were FBI agents is because we went to go to self checkout. Um, they were trying to play off as they were checking stuff out. One of them pulled out his wallet and there was an FBI badge with his credentials that was displayed right in his wallet. Um, when we go to a, we went to a restaurant a week ago. And while we're sitting at the, my back is always at, on next to a wall, okay? So we're sitting next to a window and a government issue plate car is driving by real slow. The window on the passenger window's down and this guy's got a cell phone out and he's recording us while we're eating, okay? And then four days ago, we had gone over to my brother-in-law's apartment and we're sitting there and we're watching um, some golf championship match or something on TV. And the same car was coming through the parking lot. They came up by the front of his window and the passenger window was down. The guy was recording us. And right off the bat, I got up and I looked at the window. And as they were taken off, I could see it was government-issued plates. So I got the license plate number. And I went to the police department and I told them, I said, this is what the plate number was and stuff. And, uh, they ran the plate and they found out that, that car is from the FBI division office out of Rockford, Illinois. So ever since then, we've been, uh, we've been followed, you know, um, simply because of my involvement with the election, my involvement with uh, the coronavirus situation. Um, uh, before my last detail working for Allied, I was working at a vaccination clinic or, vac or vaccination center, excuse me, in Rockford with the U.S. Army. Now, here's my here's what my job was. My job was to make sure that when the people who got the vaccination shots, after they got the shots, they had to go sit in the chair, wait 15 to 30 minutes, just in case if anything happens, right? So whenever something did happen, somebody started having a seizure or started vomiting, whatever it was, they would take them to the back corner. It was a white tent that stands up for privacy. They would call me back there so that family members or other people couldn't come around to see what was going on. 
19 days I've worked there, 19 people died, and at least three people a day were severely injured. They had an ambulance, not your typical regular ambulance, but a government-issued ambulance waiting right outside that door in case if something happens. They would come in very quickly. They would grab the person. If they died, they would put them in the black bag, sweep them up, and cover it with a white blanket, and they would push them out along the side of that wall right out that door as fast as they could. At the end of that, I well, this is what a lot of people don't know. I, I took some pictures while I was there. Um, I'm trying to be as incognito as possible. And one of the other guards that was working for a different company was doing the same thing, and he got caught. Now, ever since after that 19th day, my boss calls me and says, they don't want me coming back there anymore because they're, they're, they're not going to be doing that anymore. They're not doing any more fascinations at that place. I said, oh, okay, that's fine. Uh, that's when I noticed that the FBI stepped up their presence and followed me around. Um, they've been following my wife around quite a bit. Um, I work mostly from home, so I do a lot of uh, security consulting. Uh, and I, I uh, don't do the travel part anymore, but I work from home basically to address the problem to me. So that's how I get paid, that's how I make a living. Um, so, yeah, uh, I've got security cameras up on my home. Um, uh, they they can't hack into it, so it's all direct line fed in. Um, and I can see when they do come by my house. Um, and I, in the past, I've had um, agents actually walking up my driveway, and I wouldn't come outside and ask them if I could help them. Why were they here? If they wouldn't say anything, they would just turn around and walk out. Um, so it's been it's been a long ride, and I have my my predictions on what's going to happen over the next four years. Hey, preppers! Do you want ten percent off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code Doom Ten at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com, D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. Well, Sean, before you get into that, I want to go back to this uh, the COVID uh, injuries and deaths at the vaccine uh, area where they were doing the vaccines at. So, you said you were there for 19 days. You witnessed 19 deaths, and I'm just trying to put uh, trying to put kind of statistics together in my mind about how many people would you say a day came through that area that were getting vaccinated. About, I want to say roughly about 30 people. Oh wow! So that those so that's a pretty high um, it's a pretty high rate of death. One in 30, so, approximately. Yeah, one in 30 would die, and. Three out of thirty will end up with injuries. Wow, that's I mean that's pretty high. Yeah, yeah. And you know it it really makes me wonder. Uh, you know, go just I know a lot about Allied. Um, your roots clearly go deeper there than mine do. But 
it really makes me wonder how many different facilities were implementing the same exact thing, right, at these vaccine sites. I know now you could walk into a Walmart, you could walk into a CVS, pretty much everywhere will give you the vaccine now. Um, and, I'm, and it kind of makes me wonder, you know, at the time, I, I don't know, it's hard for me to put my finger on what could have been going on in the media initially when all this was going on, um, because it seems like now the vaccine's not even really talked about in the media. It seems like the Russia-Ukraine thing has totally just buried that. Yeah, right. well, here's what's interesting. When I was working at the vaccine clinic, um, I guess if you want to call it that, uh, I was talking with the commander at the time. It was a um, lieutenant. I'm not going to say what his last name is, so I don't want to get him in trouble. But um, I, I had asked him, I said, is there an adverse reaction uh, list? Is there a piece of paper that comes with the vaccines that would say what the adverse reactions are? And that piqued his interest. And he said, yeah, let's go look. So he grabbed a box and pulled out the paper. And he opened up the paper. And the thing was about the size of a door, you know. And there was nothing written on that. There was absolutely nothing. The only thing that was written is uh, the last soul, Maxwell Pharmaceutical Company. And then it shows off the listing of the side that says it comes from China. But there's absolutely nothing on there. It doesn't tell you what the formula compound. It doesn't tell you how it was made. It doesn't tell you how what the adverse reactions were. Nothing. And that really got his attention. And it got my attention. And we started asking questions to kind of to each other, more or less, saying what exactly is in these vaccines to begin with. And and one of the nurses was there, and we got to talking with her, and she said, well, whenever they do a vaccine clinical trial, they do a control studies. In the control studies, they have the, the actual virus or the dead virus, supposed to be a dead virus within um, the vaccine itself, okay? They inject it into your body. Your body recognizes that, okay, here's a virus, but it doesn't realize it's dead, but that body starts building up um, receptor cells start building up your, your defense systems to fight and attack it. And once it does, it's encoded into your DNA. Okay, now we can recognize it whenever you do get a live virus, any kind of that particular virus, whether it's live or dead, enters your bloodstream and the body starts, uh, it has a uh, immune system to to defend the body from it. Okay. The other side of the clinical trial study in the control study is what they call the placebo. Now, what is a placebo? It's just basically saline solution. And she says when they did placebo studies back in the day with aspirin, it was a sugar tablet. Now. What is the the uh, placebo? What does it do? It doesn't really do anything. Okay. Now, some people that take a pill, it, is, it might be more psychosomatic. Then suddenly they feel better. Okay. But truth is, it's just a sugar pill. It doesn't have any effect. It has no adverse reactions. 
it's, it's basically you're just drinking water. It's nothing. Okay. So when we started talking about how many people were actually receiving the, the actual virus being introduced into their body, we started kind of trying to do up the math. And based on what we could see, about 30% of the population actually received the virus. Chances are those are going to be the ones that died who have had serious, serious injuries resulting from it. Um, and the rest of them received a placebo. Now, to the MK Ultra uh, studies that the CIA had done, they conducted the same method, the same uh, formula as the way pharmaceutical companies do. Um, they would use LSD. The idea was that how can we control your mind and without you ever knowing where the programming came from, okay? And they found out that when internet became readily available in 1995, um, and so then they introduced the social engineering program, which we all know today, is Facebook, Twitter, you know, all those things. And if a person spends at least 15 minutes on those platforms without their knowledge that they're being programmed, they don't realize it. You know, they they think it's, you know, it's, it's harmless. Uh, TikTok has a much more higher algorithm program, so it's actually more effective than Facebook is. <laughs> but over time, people have been waking up because this social engineering portion of this social engineering program um, is failing because of people like us that come onto the platform and all we're doing is we're putting the crumbs out there, okay? We're putting the clues, the little pieces of nuggets of, of truth, just a little nugget at a time. So we're doing exactly the same thing the government's doing with I want to say it's an MK Ultra program. Okay, we're putting the opposite of what they're putting out there, but we're still we're we're using the same model. We're giving them that pieces of truth, trying to help them, you know, snatch it up or even pique your interest. Once you pique somebody's interest, now all the lies that they've been telling people starts to unravel. So eventually, over time. We're seeing now more and more Democrats are waking up. They're 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 seeing exactly what is happening. Um, not so much the fact that they voted for Biden in the Democrat National Party, but they're seeing the lies. We're we're taking old videos that the DNC did, their candidates said, and we're putting that back out there. And People are saying, wait a minute, I thought Trump said this. Oh, no, it was Biden saying this. And so people are starting to come around and say, you know, whether they're confused and exhausted, point being is it piques their interest. So now this MK Ultra program that we're using against the government to wake the people up to the truth is starting to take effect. And more and more, you're going to start to see more people waking up 
That's why I think that when Trump runs for presidency again, it's going to be a massive landslide that this country has never seen before. Now, Sean, I got to ask you, um, before before I get into that, um, guys out there in the chats, everybody that's listening, we're going to need a good episode title for the show. So if you guys want to throw some ideas out there, uh, please do so, because I'm having trouble trying to figure out what we're going to title this. Um, but Sean, do you think Trump will run again in 2024? I know there's a lot of speculation on that, and I would love to hear if you think he is and why. He he will. He He's... Uh... In his close circles, he's already announced that he's going to, um, because he's already implemented this. Uh, well, I want to say anti-military-industrial complex program. Okay, um, he wants to do. He's trying to do exactly what John F. Kennedy was going to do, um, but. DNC found out what John F. Kennedy was planning on doing was he was going to dissolve the CIA. And that's the reason why JFK was assassinated. So Trump knew about this and he's trying to undo. He, he wants to do is he wants to abolish the CIA. He wants to abolish the, the military industrial complex altogether because they are the root cause for all the world's problems today, with all the wars and all the, the frauds, the, uh, the, um, the drug problems that you see today, um, all the chaos uh, that is being perpetrated by the DMC. Um, and that's what he wants to do. I know he's coming back. He's already got a system set in place. But I believe that when he does come back, He's basically going to bring the United States back to what it was in 1917, okay, before the big bankers decided to take over. And one of the things I believe he's going to abolish is the Federal Reserve. So, so, because this is kind of like in my, uh, area like what i do for a living you know with uh when if what do you what do you think the fallout would be with the federal reserve would it just involve like a uh, a rebuilding of it or would they completely eliminate it i i believe that what he's gonna do is he's he's, he's got a plan um trump isn't just going to just dissolve something without replacing it with something else. So he's he was talking and this one of the things he did was he delisted the United States government or the United States of America from the corporations um, while he was in an office. Okay. So what he brought back was the the republic of this country. Uh, that was his first step. Now when he comes back into office, he's going to start replacing these particular programs. But what he's to, what is his aim, his goal is to uh, shrink and limit the federal government. Um, and one of the big things is that he's going. I believe he's going to push 
uh, right now we have going on is called the Conventions of States. And we have 19 states already that have signed the Conventions of States. Um, so we need four more. Once we get the fourth one, what happens is the representative from that state who signed the Convention of States, they will go to Washington, D.C. And from that point, Congress cannot do anything. Okay, They will be adding to, they're going to be adding to the Constitution. Um, they're going to limit the Congress two terms, uh, a total of 16 years. They're also going to be adding that if they served in Congress or served as the president, they can no longer, once the term is up, they can no longer serve in a federal capacity. They will not be getting any any um, benefits um, after they leave office. Also, too, is they're going to be putting limits on to anybody in the three branches of the government they cannot have any dealings with the stock market. If they are, then essentially they get charged with a capital crime. Mm-hmm. Um, the other big, big one is a president cannot appoint a Supreme Court justice. If someone wants to become a Supreme Court justice, they have to be. They have to go and get themselves. They have to get a, a, a petition of signatures, just like anybody else does. And get on a ballot, and then it's the people of the United States, the citizens themselves, will have absolute control over who gets elected. And Supreme Court justices also will have two terms as well, a total of 16 years. So they can't sit on the Supreme Court for more than 16 years in their tenure. So by putting restrictions on all three branches of government and shrinking the government down, replacing some of the programs that are already there that are going to be um, essentially whoever is going to be running that agency, they're going to have to be on, on the ballot. They're going to have to be elected by the people. Okay? So they're going, he's, the idea is that he's going to give the power back to the people, let the people decide through the ballots. So that's why it's really crucial right now with that's all I, what he was saying before he left office. He says, just remember, they're not after me. They're after you. I'm just in their way. So it almost sounds like we can look forward to him being shot before he gets a chance to, to run for office based off of all of that. I mean... I- <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, he's he's he, he's a pretty smart guy. I mean, he knows what he's up against. What he's really fighting is the military-industrial complex. So here's my theory, okay? My theory is before he gets elected again, the United States is going to enter a second civil war. But it's not going to be like the North and the South. What it's going to be is we, the people, are going to be fighting Congress. The Congress and President Biden, or it could be Biden, it could be Harris, one of the two, they're going to declare martial law. They're going to try to lock this country down, and they're going to send out the military-industrial complex, not the U.S. Army, but the military-industrial complex, to come and subdue 
the American people. Now, would that involve then, because they wouldn't be able to do the military for multiple reasons, but that, and they also risk the military being against them as well, but would they have to bring in UN for that? Is that where the military industrial complex is going to come in? The UN, the UN was going to be a big part. They're going to, they're going to play a big hand in the military industrial complex. Yes, they are part of the military, uh, uh, part They're they're the, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the short arm of the law. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to be the police, the police officers, essentially. Um, now, the problem I, I kind of wanted to share. Um, so, if you take a look at history, how did Rome fall? Well, the Rome Rome was doing the same thing we're doing today. Our our political leaders are doing today. They've been uh, causing uh, crimes against humanity. By, with the bioweapon labs, the chemical labs, um, with creating uh, a false narrative, or I should say uh, creating a, a situation, and then they try to come in and they use the media to say, oh, this, 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 uh, Muhammad al Qaddafi or Saddam is a bad guy, you know, and at the stage events like 9 11, to, to rally the people to get behind them so then they can go in, justify it coming in and and so if you think about all the things all the wars that we've been involved in it's going to they're going to turn it against the american people they will eventually and what's going to happen is you're going to see uh an outbreak of uh fighting that's going to be happening all across this country um and the reason for that is because they're going to realize that they're losing their foothold they're losing their control because of people like you and me spreading the truth, the, 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 all these the nuggets of truth, and people are going to pick up on it, they're going to be realizing, wait a minute, our government is so corrupt, it's even more corrupt than we thought, and what do we do with this information, you know? And all we have to do is take a look at today, gas prices is as high as it's ever been. We've had toilet paper shortages, okay, so Gas shortages, uh, goods, there's a shortage of goods, um, shortages of service. We can see that in our internet. Um, we see censorship. So these are all the key elements. These are all, we want to call it, um, precursors to a coming civil war. And once this, I believe this, this civil war is going to take place before Trump comes back into office. Um, now, how does this relate to preppers? Well, real simple. <laughs> when the conflict starts, um, there, you're going to see there's, there's going to be a massive gasoline shortage. There probably won't be any gasoline to, uh, places that are not within big cities. Okay. You're going to see, um, electricity getting shut off uh, like remote places that's where it's going to start with remote places um, factories government buildings there'll be a continuity of electricity and services to them and to them only because that's their guarded infrastructure but as far as everybody else there's, there's going to be uh, forced into rations 
um, boost. There's going to be a boost shortages and gas shortages. So that's why it's really, really crucial because of everything that's going on, all the precursors that are coming into play. This is the reason why people need to start stocking up, saving, learn how to can your food. You can meat, um, and it'll keep for a long time. Um, you know, you're going to have to figure out where you're going to come up with electricity, uh, which is one of the things I'm doing right now is building a generator that takes absolutely no fuel whatsoever. Um, it's a simple concept. Um, an engineer friend of mine in India, uh, him and I have been collaborating, working on this. He's been making some videos. And what I'll do is uh, I will post that on my Telegram page. I don't want to posted on TikTok because TikTok has shut me down four times already. Um, I've lost four pages, so I'm gonna post it on my Telegram page. So you can go there, you can you can copy it down, you can put it up on your pages or whatever you want to do with it. But I'm gonna put it there for people to see. And basically the concept and the way it works is this you have a electric motor two alternators, two alternators are one on each side of the electric motor. They're going to be run conjointly to each other. Now, the one alternator is going to be basically feeding a power source to the electric starter, or the electric motor, excuse me. So alternator to electric motor. So that's the only break in that is going to be a switch. The other alternator is going to be producing your electricity for you. And that goes to an AC-DC converter. Uh, well, to a battery bank, then to your AC-DC converter. Um, and then you can run it into your to your breaker box if you want. Um, and so a building unit, basically, this is what it does. Um, he's on the first portions of it. And he can, I, I'll download the video on my Telegram. You can see it. Um, but it works. And he's able to produce 220 volts of electricity concurrently. Um, and he's able to trans basically take it from AC to DC. So you uh, have a direct current. So you can be able to run your refrigerator, you can run your your furnace, or what, however, you know, you need whatever you need for your electricity. <laughs> and the one big reason why I'm doing this is because not only for my future survival, but because of my current state, my house was hit by a flood three years ago, as I said before. We still have not received any FEMA. We have not, we've not received any help from anybody. Okay, I'll put it this way. The state government has blackmailed our city government by telling them not to, to allow us to be able to pull a permit to hire somebody, a contractor, to come in and fix our homes if we want to. Our insurance companies were instructed to drop us because they didn't want us to, they want us to basically abandon our homes so the city can come in and take it over by eminent domain. That's their objective. But because they know that they can't just take our homes and the ones we are still here, they have to buy us out. So I know that in the three years that we were here, we have had no electricity at all in our house. So we've had to actually learn how to live 
just like our ancestors did without electricity. And I've learned a lot of valuable skill sets along the way. Um, however, though, uh, electricity makes life a lot easier <laughs> in, all, in a lot of respects, um, especially if I so, want to run powered. Sean, I want to I want to jump in here for a second. Um, I got I got a question here in the chats I want to address. And we are coming up on our time frame here. We got about twenty minutes left. Uh, okay. Eric Eric Kirk, aka the Podfather, in the chats says I'd be interested in Sean's thoughts about repeals of the Sixteenth and Seventeenth Amendments. Uh, 16th gave us the IRS 17th has to do with us Senate switching from state legislator governor appoint appointments to direct elections. Um, so he's got your thoughts on that. And also, uh, being that we only do have the 22 minutes left, I did after that want to try to segue into your, um, next four year predictions. I know you talked about mentioning that. I don't know if, if, um, that was with everything you said, or if there was more, and if there is more, I'd love to hear it, but I'd like to address uh, Eric's question here about the 16th and 17th amendments. Your thoughts on that, if you don't mind. Okay. Um, my thoughts is this is going to be real simple. 16th and 17th amendment is going to be um, reconstituted. What I mean by this is that um, the wording is going to be changed to where they're going to restrict the government's ability to abuse the tax system. Um, from what I understand, from my conversations with my contact with Trump, what Trump's agenda or his plans are is he doesn't want to abolish the IRS completely, but he wants to rename it. But what he's going to do with the tax, as far as the tax code goes, He's going to try to bring the United States back to prior to 1917, where the only people that were paying federal taxes is going to be the large corporations. Now, in that particular line of wording is those big corporations, they, they back in the day, realize back in the day, the big corporations, they paid 4%. Of whatever they made, they paid 4%. But those big corporations did not pass that tax down the line to the buyer. So if you went to a gas station, you didn't pay a tax on that gas. If you wanted to buy food, you didn't pay tax on the food. The only taxes that you actually paid is to your local government, which means your property taxes, okay? And so those property taxes is basically what pays for the local government and the local government divvies that tax out. That's the money that pays for the school teachers. Um, anybody that's, that's involved in working for the city government. So the consumer itself, they will not pay any taxes out of the wages. There's no wage tax whatsoever, none. That's on the national level, state level, and local level. There's no wages. All you will get 100% of your wages. That's your money. Because they make the money, the government makes the money based on the fact that you have 100% of your wages and you go out and you buy stuff, the consumer, the consumer buying goes up. And when consumer buying goes up, those big corporations make more money. And when they make more money, 
they pay a little bit more in taxes. So federal government at that time in 1960, they were in a surplus, in a massive amount of surplus. They had way more money then than we are in debt today. So that gives you an idea and a stark contrast what happens um, when 19, I want to say 1933 is when they developed the IRS, uh, the, uh, not the IRS, but the uh, Federal Reserve System. 19, no, uh, 19, uh, 13. It was in the teens. They developed it. They went off the gold standard in 1933. Right, 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 right. Okay, so uh, I got to wrote down here. Um, so they, when they had the Federal Reserve set up, now understand the Federal Reserve was created because of the panic of 1907. Yes. The financial panic of 1907. Mm-hmm. Now understand that it was who, who, okay, so the top four banks in the world at the time, they were the ones that were in control of the entire financial market. Okay. They create these ripples of panic to get consumers to start buying more stocks, buy more goods. And because of that little deal, they, which they did on purpose, so that they would, they, the Congress would come out and they would pass this Federal Reserve. Now, the banks have direct influence. They have their hands literally inside the Federal Reserve and they control the interest. So they can manipulate the interest to go up or down. And they do this to their benefit, but not to our benefit. So I believe the Federal Reserve will eventually go away. And it's going to go back to the scaling model, what it was prior, but there's going to be some restrictions. There's going to be um, more oversight on how these banks are regulating um their prices and how they're trying to regulate the interest. So, well, like what concerns me about eliminating the Federal Reserve um, is you would then put the printing of money back in the government's hands. Uh, and <sighs> that's where that modern monetary theory comes in, uh, where they don't care about the debt, they don't care about the deficit. Since they're a sovereign entity, they can borrow money from themselves and they can print as much money as they want to pay for any kind of spending program they want. And then they turn any form of taxation into a means of uh, uh, countering inflation instead of to cover spending. So this 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 is the thing. We have been conditioned for so long by the governments and the bank central banking system for so long on depend, be dependent upon the Federal Reserve System. Okay, Now, the Federal Reserve, you got to understand the Federal Reserve System is owned, operated, and controlled by the four top largest banks in the world. Bank of London is number one. Okay, So, when we take away the Federal Reserve, 
and replaced it with something else, okay, that is where it's going to be having oversight uh, by the people. Um, the Your state local representatives, uh, the uh, Congress, the president, and anything that would be of interesting value that they would they have to, you know, say, we got to amend this, then it would have to go on a ballot. So this gives the power back to the people to decide if this is something that we need to vote for or this is something that where the World Bank wants to control this again. And then we can go back and say, no, we vote no. This is, you know, uh, like here, for example, they we they wanted to create a government position for uh, a city manager. Okay, so I know the city manager is basically another word for dictatorship, because the mayor and the alderman are going to take a work part time. Okay, they they they're going to have a lot less responsibilities. If that's and I know that's 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 a bad thing. So I voted no. Uh, however, a lot of people in town were uh, bamboozled, you know, by the DNC into believing this is this is a good thing for us because, you know, we can get stuff done. Well, maybe so, but we're giving all the power just to one guy, and we did not elect him, but we elected to have that government seat. Now, if the city somebody in the city just collects a thousand signatures, goes to the city and say, hey, um, we don't want this guy working for the city anymore. So then the city officials will have to look at it and say, okay, we're going to put this on a ballot. We're going to put this, you know, basically fire the guy, right? We still have that, but it's just like with the Federal Reserve, they're going to take the Federal Reserve out and replace it with something where the people themselves and the representatives are going to have the absolute control over the Federal Reserve, not the people in the financial industry, because they've been manipulating the system since the, the creation of Federal Reserve. See, so they they basically say uh, how much it is for a price for a gallon of gas. Now imagine if everybody in the United States was in control of how much they think gas is worth, right? If everybody actually knew that if we had every single well drilling for oil, realizing that we would never run out of oil because it self-replenishes itself, okay? The oil replenishes itself. It, we could be drilling oil for the next 10,000 years and we will still never run out, okay? That's the truth about the nature of the planet. So how did these, you know, people, what happened? It, it's, we were told a lie. And we were told a lie so they can control how much the price for, for, for gasoline is going to cost. It's just the same thing with the financial industry. They, they manipulate and control. They've got their hand inside that Federal Reserve. So by removing the Federal Reserve and replacing it with something else where our state legislatures and people like you and I, we have a voice. We have a say in how, how we want this to be, you know. 
if this is what our founding fathers originally wanted for us, that's why they designed the Constitution, the base guideline of the Constitution for us, so that we, we could understand that when we allow the government to expand and keep growing bigger and bigger, we're basically giving up our freedom little by little to the point that one day we're going to wake up and we're going to realize we have no no freedoms left, but that's okay because they tell us that we're going to be safe and secure. We're going to be secure. We're going to have security. Nothing bad's going to happen to us. Doesn't that sound pretty familiar with what's going on with Ukraine and Russia? Oh, it, it absolutely does, Sean, 100%. And I just want to throw out there that we have about 10 minutes left, a little less than that. Um, okay. And then we're going to hit our timeline uh, time limit for the evening. We are going to come back with a second show this evening, but it, it is it is going to be more lax. We are going to have more of an open uh, platform style show. Um, but, uh, Sean, with the last 10 minutes we do have here, I do want to make sure you can plug yourself, tell people where to find you. Maybe if they want to uh, get in contact with you, drop you a line. Maybe if they want to have you on other shows on this platform. Um, and I know Eric's calling in real quick, so we're going to give up. Oh, sorry, Eric. I just missed that. Hold on, buddy. Um, I know Eric's calling in, so he's probably got a quite ah, crap. I missed it. There it is. There. I got you now, Eric. What's up, buddy? <laughs> Hey Preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com, D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. Um, you know, good evening, good good morning to anybody, you know, watching listening to this live um but i'm i mean this has certainly been a great show with um with sean and of course jester and and michael being like co-hosts and, and moderators hosting sean sean on this episode um but you know here on podbean we we do have like a great roster content creators and, and friends who pride themselves as free thinkers and truth seekers and people who you know, believe in common sense and, and I think friends of, of yours, like from TikTok and as well as here on Podbean would probably be interested in checking out shows that Jester supports, like, like including the slightly serious show with James. And, um, you also have the John DeVito show and the John Gale program, and then Michael's real conservative talk program. And, um, you also have, um, of other great shows like the Ralph William podcast, the gray area, the old man's podcast with Dina, Joe and Eric, um, you know, and then the dude, the dude man podcast with Frank and Mike on weekends. Um, and then you also have solid blue sister and her co-host crucible who, um, do, do a, do a show called my turn to talk and, um, trying, trying to think up a few other names, F- freedom warrior out of, um, the Netherlands and, and then Marcos out of Brazil, you know, there, there's some very good and remarkable podcast friends. And then Bob Rambu out of Scotland and, and, um, you know, my, the Mike Tampa Bay podcast. And then Jeremy, who does the Seek and Find podcast, it used to be Cummings' culture. And 
the Kirkley Hennessy show and then and then of course South Ozman and the the Axiom World Alliance with Jack and Shannon Lynn, you know, who's in, in the chat this evening and then Scooter and Spanky with the Beans and Weenie show comedy podcast and then and and a and a few other great great friends who you know who believe believe in keeping conversations like this going. Well, thank you for that, Eric. And uh, being that we are coming up here on our time limit, I want everybody to thank Sean for coming in as a guest tonight and uh, taking the time to participate in its Doomsday podcast and giving us really good content, really great information. And uh, I I know that Sean is going to be coming back at some point to do another episode on how to make propane at home, um, which may not be a live show. That may that may be a published show. Just just throwing that out there, everybody. And uh, if Sean, if you want to um, go ahead and just tell people, uh, you know, that are listening where they could find you at. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, thanks for having me on the show. Um, if you want to find me, you can find me on TikTok. Um, my name is Sean Patrick Starry under TikTok, or you can find me on Telegram. And I posted on this here uh, where you can find it. It's, it's actually under my my uh, consulting business which is home security consultant llc on telegram um those are the two best methods or two best ways to you know if you want to uh, get a hold of me for anything or you want to see whatever content i put out there little nuggets of truth you know you can um ultimately just kind of do your research and uh, make up your own mind as to uh, uh, what you think is going on or how it applies to you. So, best thing I can, the best advice I can give you is this: continue to be a critical thinker, um, and just, you know, continue to do your research. Just, you know, as far as prepping goes, uh, you know, continue to listen to the show. Um, there's a lot of good information. Um, as far as being a prepper myself and being a survivalist, I can tell you this. Um, just start connecting with people who are experts in their field and collect information and, you know, field test it yourself. And, and this is the best way to do it. This is an emergency action message. At approximately 1 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Nora is tracking 15 ICBM nuclear missiles inbound to the following cities. Orlando, Miami, Pittsburgh, Dover, Newark, Richland, Philadelphia, New York City, Baltimore, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Boston, Seattle, Detroit. This is an extremely deadly situation. Stay tuned, the next emergency message will be a presidential address. Oh.